This is the Dice Tower Network, adding games to your wish list since 2005. The home of smart people, insightful board gaming commentary, and Luke Hector. Find out more at Dicetowernetwork.com. You're listening to Broken Meeple Reviews. One game, ten minutes, what's my verdict? Let's find out. Hey guys, thanks for joining me on another Broken Meeple audio review, and that's about as jolly as I think I'm going to be, because this one has been requested by many people I know, many followers of the blog, because they want to know my viewpoints on Food Chain Magnate. Oh dear, I guess I have to do this. Well, let's put it into some perspective first for people. Food Chain Magnate is a heavy quote-unquote heavy, strategy game by Splotter Games. Now, if you don't know who Splotter are, that's not surprising. They're a very small publisher. You know, they pretty much just sit in the background and don't have a lot of games to their name. Certainly not many games that most people will have even heard of. In Food Chain Magnate, you will be hiring various employees. You start off with the CEO of the company, and you will hire people like the chefs and the cooks, the marketing staff, the waitresses, more training staff, more managers, etc., and various other specialist areas as well. You will have a hierarchy in front of you that you will rearrange every single term. Okay, odd, but we'll go with it. And... Throughout then, you will be buying and selling your goods at various prices based on the competition among other players. You'll be advertising your goods to houses that are placed on this map to show, like, oh, you know, that person wants pizzas, that person wants burgers, I can sell it to them, that sort of thing. And the object of the game is naturally have the most money by the end of it. Let's tackle the elephant in the room first. It really does look atrocious. The artwork is okay. It's done in a kind of 50s-style artwork, you know, a bit like... Think of what you see on games like Fallout 4 and, you know, and the old-style 50s uh, menus, you know, the diners, American diners-type stuff. It does fit. So I've got no problem necessarily with the quality of the artwork, but my god, would it kill them to use some colour? The tokens are pretty sweet in this game, and by tokens I mean the wooden pieces that you get for the soft drinks, the beers, the pizzas, etc. They're shaped as they should be, and they're good vibrant colours, and they're made of wood. There's your good component here. But why is this the only good component? Why was nothing else in this game taking any effort? I mean, the map, oh my god... The map looks like something a five-year-old designed on Microsoft XL. It is this really plain, really boring-looking grid tile system where pretty much the only types of roads you get on it are just a couple of wavy lines or a couple of crosses and a square or two. That's about it. I mean, this is like the most right-angled city I've ever seen. And everything else in it is just a white square. I mean, it basically looks like someone drew it on graph paper and then cut it into small squares. And the worst thing is, when you set this up, the roads don't even have to link together in logical ways. You can have roads literally going off elsewhere. You know, the map doesn't wrap around, so it's like the end of the world, apparently, in this universe. And even then, roads will just randomly hit walls, or they'll just stop dead entirely. I mean, what is this, Spain during the financial crash? It's kind of weird why it's like that. But basically, you're not playing this game for the visual aesthetics alone. Apart from the tokens, which I swear... 
seem to be pretty much what the entire budget for this game is based on because there's a bit of controversy with the way this is priced. You have to pay over like a hundred or hundred and twenty-five pound for this game. And the only reason for that is is because they do really limited print runs. And considering how popular this game is on Board Game Geek and that, I think you don't have an excuse for that anymore, Splotter. I'm sorry. When you first put this on the market, fair enough. You didn't know how well it was going to do. It would have a limited print run. The price could be higher. But you know this is a popular game. So you should be printing more copies and you should be bringing that price tag down because you probably spent a fiver on those tokens and then probably about 50p on everything else. So the fact that you're selling it for 125 quid is just downright wrong. I cannot imagine why anyone would spend £125 on some flimsy cards, some Excel spreadsheet map tiles and a few nice coloured tokens. Even the money is paper money. Seriously, paper money? I thought we outgrew this back after we left Monopoly behind. You know, the amount of times I see people playing this with poker chips, it just looks weird. Not to mention it takes up pretty much like three dining tables worth of space unless you've got the uh, handy little storage system you can get off Board Game Geek. In terms of the theme, a lot of people will mention that this is quite a thematic game, and in some areas it does make a little bit of sense. I mean, you would have a hierarchy structure. You would be advertising your goods to houses across the city, and you would be buying and selling based on competition. Okay, there's a good start. But here's a weird thing. You have to rearrange this hierarchy every single turn. And I mean every single turn, you have to rearrange this whole like hierarchy tree in front of you as to who's managing who and what staff you're using for the day. What about the staff you're not able to use for the day? When they go on the beach? What, what you just send them home? And seriously, you run a store with more than three people. I'm pretty sure that's how it works these days. And how many companies have you been in that suddenly say you have to rearrange your hierarchy every single day? I mean, come on. I go into work the next day, I'm not suddenly managing these two guys across the the whole way you know i don't come in and suddenly oh i'm the boss now am i all right fair enough we'll, we'll go with that then you know i'm pretty sure it's stable in the 50s as well as it is now so i don't quite get why you have to keep doing that it's just a way to give you options on your turn i guess then you've got the turn order mechanic which is basically depending how many open slots you have from your ceo etc is how you can say right i'm going to go first second third and fourth i do really hate it when games put in these artificial turn order mechanics that have you know no thematic purpose apart from just playing around and exploiting mechanics it's not it's a minor quibble but you know i don't like it when games do put it in in terms of the gameplay itself it's very punishing this game trust me i like a heavy strategy game when you've got a lot to think about with this you've only got so much to think about you've basically got to wrap your head around some very fiddly advertising rules but apart from that you know the thinking is relatively straightforward although you do run into a lot of people with analysis paralysis problems when rearranging your hierarchy at the start of each turn that's why this game takes like three to four hours to play because it just takes so long for everybody to hurry up and finish what they're doing with their hierarchies in terms of the punishing gameplay though if you like that sort of thing you're going to get a kick out of this one because this one will slap you in the face the second you take the box cover off in this one if you make a mistake early on whether it's a bad setup or just choosing the wrong type of staff to begin with compared to what's recommended in the strategy guide for example you're done believe me you are done you cannot recover if you start off badly in this game and you it's not like the game is a quick one this is a three hour game at least and i don't want a game where i'm punished for doing something wrong 10 minutes into the game and i've got to stay put for four hours that's not fun 
And I've seen other people end up in this situation as well. When I've been in the game and it's been taught to someone else new, that person has made a mistake to begin with and they're stuck there. If they're a masochist, then perhaps they enjoy that sort of thing. But I cannot fathom how it's enjoyable to have one mistake made and then be punished for the rest of the game for it. Going back to thematic disconnects and the fact that the game takes a while with analysis paralysis, you've got this fiddly mathy way of working out where people will go to eat. You have to find out the standard price of the good that someone is selling. It starts at a number and it's discounted based on what managers they've got and various other bonuses. You then have to find out the distance between the house and the restaurant. You add them both up and the inhabitants eat at the restaurant that has the lowest result. Okay, I know there's a theory out there that tries to support this, but I'm sorry, I couldn't care less if you stuck a McDonald's next to my house. I'm not going to go to McDonald's just because they sell burgers cheap. I like to enjoy my food. I like to have good food. So I'm going to go wherever the hell I choose just so that I can get a burger that's nice. You know, so I don't quite get why everybody in this world is completely stingy with their money and is only interested in the cheapest thing they can get. Seriously, that's the theme we're going with here? Uh, I don't know. It works in some respects, but in others it just drags me out completely. Really, this is going to be based on what kind of gamer you are. If you are the sort of person that loves those super heavy punishing games and don't care about theme or aesthetics, you're probably going to take this game and you're going to love it to bits. For me, I want theme, I want immersion, I want something nice to look at, and I want something that's worth the price tag I'm paying. And for £125, this game will never see the light of day again. I hope I never get involved in another game of this ever again. It's not that the game is broken, it's not that the game is technically a bad game, but my god I hate this with a passion. And so the final verdict from me, whether you agree with it or not, is a 3 out of 10. So hopefully next time I'll have a decent game to talk about, but for now this one just... Uh, why do you guys make me do this? Why, why, why? You're listening to the Dice Tower Network. If you like this show, you might like Start Space or Push Your Luck Podcast. Find out more at Dicetowernetwork.com. <laughs>